Hey, it's Mike Grimm, host of the Go Gopher podcast, inviting you to join me for a live on-site episode on Thursday, October 5th at Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. We'll be previewing the Minnesota-Michigan game, which is that week, the battle for the Little Brown Jug. We'll give away a pair of tickets to that game, have a couple of Gopher players on hand, and get everyone in the mood for Golden Gopher football. Head Flyer Brewing will have discounts, including great deals on buying Little Brown Jugs of craft beer, and the little brown jugs are not that little. Thursday, October 5th, Head Flyer Brewing. Happy hour starts at 6, the show goes at 7, the Go Gopher podcast. Can't wait to see you at Head Flyer Brewing. John is back from his mountain adventures. He's going to tell us about his big trip. We're also going to talk about our friend, Randy Shaver, we're going to talk about concussion protection, which is so important for our, our kids and, and our adults. Our Twitter friend, Mary, who's wonderful. We're going to thank a ref. We need all kinds of other good stuff. And we'll we'll honor our most valuable teammates, John's most valuable teammates. This is Props Today with John Millay. You know John. Writes for MSHSL.org. Does this podcast. Scours the state and sometimes the nation for the best high school sports and activity stories. Uh, this show is brought to you by allenergysolar.com, by our longtime ho- uh, sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton, and Minnesota Propane, propane.com. Uh, Brandon Morton is our producer. The best way to listen to this show or any show at talknorth.com, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Just to let you know, we just started a podcast with our friend Don Mitchell from Channel 9. It's called The Dawn of Sports. Check that out. Also, a couple of live shows coming up. Uh, the Go Gopher podcast, October 5th, 7 p.m., Head Flyer Brewing. Go out and see Mike Grimm and talk Gopher sports. And the Chin Music Baseball Show this Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. before the Twins game at Glicks, our favorite place downtown. Glicks, come by. We'll give away a bobblehead. There will be grain belt beer specials. And thanks for all of your support and helping us grow. We do appreciate it. All right, let's get to, let's get to the most important thing first, John, which is concussion protection. Concussion protection, Jim. Yeah, that's right. I, if, if the world changes in small steps um, leading to big things, Park High School and Cottage Grove, they might be on the cusp of something here. I went to see their home football game last Friday night uh, against Buffalo. And the focus was, my, the focus for me was I had, I had learned that uh, Park is the only varsity football team in the country. No college teams are doing this. We know no NFL teams are doing this. That has every player wearing a guardian cap over their helmets. And anybody who's seen video of any any NFL team, any college team practicing. You see those big padded helmet covers that they wear in practice. Those are guardian caps, they're, they're called. They help absorb the shock from collisions, and they're meant to help reduce, reduce the risk of concussions and other brain injuries. Uh, if you want to read about Park and uh, guardian caps, go to John's Journal at mshsl.org. I talked to football coach Rick Fricklin, the activities director, Phil Kimmel, whom I've known for a long time, and the school certified athletic trainer, Melissa Haupt. Um, it was interesting. They have used them in practice. Last year, they started using guardian caps in practice. And from Melissa and Rick, especially, the, their thought was, well, if these things prevent concussions and we're wearing them in practice, when we really don't do very much hitting, why the heck wouldn't we wear them in games? So they're wearing them in every game. Players don't even notice them anymore. You know, when you first see a whole team come out with them, it looks different. 
but they have every football player in uh, in at Park from sixth grade on up. Every everybody has one. You know, it just it. The, as as these guys explain this to me, you know, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't everybody wear them in games? It just made sense. And I did contact the Guardian Company, which is in Georgia. They confirmed that Park's the only high school in the country with every player wearing them. In some states, teams can might have a handful of players wearing the caps, but under Minnesota football rules, it's either everybody wears them or nobody does. Um, and it's uh, it's it's quite the story. They're they're about seventy bucks a piece. You get them at a discount if you buy a bunch of them. So Park has spent around eleven thousand dollars for Guardian caps. And none of that money came from the school district. Everything came from donations, grants, and fundraisers. And they tell me even some kids whose parents didn't want them playing football once these guardian caps came out and everybody's using them. Uh, some boys were allowed, and girls, they have girls on the team. More kids were allowed to play. So it was great. And Melissa, the, the athletic trainer, told me she tracked practice incidents from two years ago when nobody wore guardian caps at Park High School to last year when everybody wore them at every practice and the incidence of, of concussions or suspected concussions dropped by 30%. And now she said, I can't tell you that guardian caps is the entire reason, but that's 30% fewer concussions or suspected concussions. So, you know, and the people at Park, uh, Rick Frickland, the coach, said he said, you know, in a number of years, he thinks these will, this will be standard in football, Co- high school everywhere, college, even the NFL. Everybody will wear these all the time, including games. So we'll see where this goes. But it was really neat to uh, explore this a little bit and do some research. And anything to uh, to save brains and avoid concussions, I'm on board with that. John, this is my favorite story of the Week, month, maybe year. This is fantastic. Yeah. This is what I've been saying. I've been covering the NFL since 89. I've seen what brain injuries do to football players. I love football, and I feel guilty watching the NFL because I know these guys are sacrificing you know, important parts of themselves. Uh, this is fantastic. And this is it's, it's always been the simplest solution, either a softer helmet or protection on top of the helmet. It's, it's just perfect. It's, it's the perfect yeah. solution because I don't want football to go away. I just want people no. to be healthier and safer. That's it. One of the park players, I don't know that this quote made it into the story, but one of them said, uh, you know, a two-way player, he's, he said, like, I'm a running back on offense. I, I take blows. I'm a safety on defense. There's more hitting. And he said, I feel pretty, pretty good that I'm not going to be in a wheelchair when I'm 40 years old. But that doesn't sum this up. That, I think that quote was, seemed a little too graphic for my story. But, right. but still, these kids get it. You know, they love it. And they haven't – I said, have you heard any any weird things from other teams? No, everybody's – everybody's the other the kids on the other teams, they're curious about this. You know, they want to know more about this. So hopefully the story can shed some light on what these are and what, they, what they're supposed to do. And, uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. And I agree, this is this is – a big story and it's, it's it getting lots of attention and I think that's great. And, and I'm glad to uh, have put it together. And my guess is once it becomes more accepted to wear something that protects your head and your helmet, uh, then guess what? People are going to, somebody's going to get really industrious and design a helmet that looks like the shiny NFL helmet, but is actually soft Yeah, and or protect or more protective. However you want right. to look at it. And another thing that was really intriguing, and I let off the story with this, the CTE Center in Boston, that's the place where when NFL players decide before their death that they will donate their brain for study, 
this lab in Boston, that's where they do those. And they have all these incredible numbers and statistics of what they find, the high percentage of, of uh, former football players with, with some type of brain issues. And, and the CTE Center contacted Rick Fricklin, the coach at Park, and said, send us all of your game films this year. They want to watch Guardian Caps in action on a varsity football field. So that says something there that this is serious business and serious people are paying attention. So, so it is, it is really something. That's fantastic. Nice work. Uh, appreciate that. All right, let's talk about our buddy, Randy Shaver. Yeah. Our buddy, Randy, uh, a few weeks ago before the football season started, Randy asked me if I could come into the Carol Evans studio and, and talk about football and high school sports. And, and we probably talked, we probably sat there recording for, Oh, out of 30, 40 minutes. It was really fun. And Randy and I are both Iowa guys. We're basically the same age. Um, and uh, we somehow escaped and made it to Minnesota. Uh, and Randy does tremendous work uh, at CARE 11. So this week, uh, that's, that segment with Randy and I talking was part of Randy's weekly prep football show. was posted on YouTube this week. And I've received just so much great feedback for that. It was so much fun to just talk about. I think I used the word the magic of Friday night football. Um, and they, Randy had asked me to, if I could send them a bunch of tweets, uh, kind of emblematic of what I do. And, and they weaved those in so nicely with, as we were talking and they put together a nice package. And if you go to my Twitter account, MSHSL John, I, I, I link to it. Um, if you, you can find Randy Shaver on Twitter, or if you just go to YouTube, click on Carol Levin, Randy Shaver football, any combination of that, you'll see it. Uh, thanks to Randy for having me on the show. He does such a great job. It's really an honor to be part of that. Good stuff. I'm glad Randy had you in. He, he, does, he, he does so much good work in so many realms. Oh, uh, and I just love to see him continue to have success. Uh, so good on Randy and good on you. Uh, we're going to get to uh, John's Denver trip. Uh, Mary, the refs, uh, most valuable team, it's all that stuff. Just want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between for your home or your business or both. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach or just go to allenergysolar.com and educate yourself as I have on the benefits of solar power. Uh, we're all headed in that direction. Now, tell us about our good friends at Pizza Barn in Princeton. You got it, Jim. Yeah, this past Wednesday uh, was National Pepperoni Pizza Day. And the Pizza Barn celebrated with their own delicious homemade crust covered in pepperoni and cheesy mozzarella. I would have loved to have been there on Wednesday to celebrate in person with the Pizza Barn folks. But I enjoyed a pretty good pizza that day at a little pizza parlor. I was in Vail, Colorado on Wednesday. We'll talk about that. It was a, it was a nice place. Didn't have the ambiance or the staff that the Pizza Barn does, but I encourage them to keep trying. I told them the Pizza Barn is the standard, even in Vail, Colorado. So keep at it. And right now there there's a there's a contest going on to decide the October Pizza of the Month. If you go to the Pizza Barn Facebook page, you can make your voice heard. The traditional Oktoberfest pizza is the choice, and there's a new one called the Harvest Hog, which is Chef Shorty's newest creation. With the Harvest Hog, he makes apple chutney from scratch with three kinds of apples, then adds pulled pork, un red onions, bacon, mixed cheese. They've had it on the lunch buffet this week. And uh, if you go to the Pizza Barn Facebook page, you can vote. We'll have an answer maybe next week, at least by the time October gets here. 
And we're always proud to congratulate everybody at the Pizza Barn for 40 years of service to the community. It's always busy with a menu that includes everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining. They can set you up with take and bake. They deliver, they cater, and they also have that popular lunch buffet Monday through Friday. So thanks again to our great friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for 40 years and for sponsoring our podcast. Great stuff. Thank you, Jody. Also want to let you know we need to lower our carbon footprint and need reliable and affordable energy. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane, which is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability propane the right energy right now find out more about what protein propane can do for you at propane.com and now let's talk about your trip to denver yeah i said I, as i said i was in Vail. my wife and i were in Vail. the reason we were there we were there monday tuesday wednesday uh, i had been invited to speak at the annual performing arts conference held by the national federation of state high school associations. We talked last week about what a great city Denver is. I've been there a lot for mostly NHL and NBA purposes in my time at the Star Tribune, but I spent about an hour talking to a a bunch of uh, performing arts people from around the country who are all involved in high school arts. My, My focus was using social media to help build up and add interest in performing arts. Did a little Q&A at the end. It was really fun. It was a little different for me because I'm used to speaking in front of groups, obviously focused on high school sports. This was not that. And I I, I tried to, I used a lot of uh, PowerPoint visuals from our state speech tournament, debate, one act play, things like that. Um, this, This was a really, really an interesting, great bunch of dedicated people. A bunch of them chatted with me afterwards and and uh, it was really, really interesting, really fun. I didn't quite know what it would be like, and uh, it was, it was great. And then getting back to Vail, so it was interesting. Um, my speaking slot was was uh, Tuesday morning, but I didn't know that when they invited me. They just said sometime Tuesday. So the conference is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I think, okay, we better fly in Monday because I might be, I might be on up at bat at eight o'clock Tuesday morning. And we better fly out Wednesday because I my time slot might be 5 p.m. Wednesday. So we had tons of time. So my wife and I, when we flew in Monday around uh, around noon, you know, we had three hours till we could check in. And, and the Denver airport is way out in the country, man. It's it's not in Denver. It's and it turns out it's not that far from there to Boulder. So we picked up our rental car, which ended up being a Jeep Wrangler. We felt like real Coloradoans. And, but we drove to Boulder, and we talked last week. I'd never been to Boulder, and boy, what a beautiful city that is, that campus. When you, you're coming in on the highway, and you kind of come out overlooking Boulder and the campus, everything, every roof on that campus is, is red Spanish tile, really stands out. And if you you know we've watched Colorado football games on TV, it's right up against the mountains. Uh, beautiful. We we got out of the car a little bit, peeked into the stadium, went into a, a team store, and and uh, really had fun there. And then uh, my thing was Tuesday, and then after my uh, 
presentation, we I was kind of looking at a map. I said to my wife, hey, Vail's about an hour and a half away. You want to drive up the mountain to Vail? So we did, you know, I-70 from Denver to Vail. Too much construction for my taste, but uh, no snow. Didn't need chains on the on the tires. So you see those warning signs regularly up, up when you're going up and down the mountain. And uh, yeah, we had pretty good pizza in Vail. Saw the sights. We're not skiers, but I can see I can see the appeal. So thanks to the National Federation for inviting me to do that. It worked into a little kind of a mini vacation, which I think I needed. And uh, yeah, and thanks to all those performing arts people. I learned quite a bit about our high school performing arts that I thought I knew something about. And uh, now I know more. That's great stuff. Congratulations on getting to do it. And I'm glad I'd like yeah. to have such a good experience. That's fantastic. Hey, tell us about our friend, Mary. Yeah, Mary, uh, MJ or Mary on Twitter. She's M underscore three nine two seven. Have you have you ever met Mary in person? Jessica? Yes, she came out okay. to a Cheryl Reeve show early on. Uh, okay, early on in I this wish network's I history. would like to meet. Okay, Mary, we're going to have to meet sometime because she is she is a great Twitter follower of ours. She regularly sends both both of us nice messages after she listens to the show. After last week's show, which we began with uh, 9-11, we talked about that. Mary wrote, quote, this podcast is queued up after my morning break. Thanks also for the 9-11 acknowledgement. Be well and safe travels, unquote. Thank you, Mary. You don't know what that means to us just to get these nice replies to the show. And uh, yeah, Mary might be our number one uh, podcast fan. I don't think I'm going out on a limb there. She always always gives great feedback and it's, and it's neat to hear. Thanks, Mary. Yes, thanks very much, Mary. And uh, and by the way, if anybody just just put this out there, I'm not great at responding on social media anymore. I kind of just stay off social media for the most part. I put my stuff, my work out there, and I don't. But I don't spend a lot of time interacting. So if I ever don't respond to you uh, to a kind message, uh, let me just say thank you now, and I apologize for not getting back to you more quickly. All right, let's get to uh, let's thank a ref. Yeah, I got to thank a ref here. A couple of those and some other cool stuff. Our friend Paul Ramo who's a radio titan in southwest Minnesota, posted a neat photo of a father-daughter team who officiate volleyball. Well, actually, they officiated volleyball together for the first time this week. So our thanks to longtime referee Tim Bessman and his daughter Ashley Kent for their commitment to kids. Another one of our media friends, the great Rick Grammond up in Piers, posted a photo on Twitter of a football official named Peter Schomer. If you're not from Piers, that name might not mean much, but everybody in Piers knows Peter because he was the quarterback on the Pioneers' 2019 football team. He led them to a 14-0 record and a Class 3A state championship. Now he's a football official. Way to go, Peter. Thanks for that, Rick. Uh, what a great example of giving back. Uh, down at Red Rock Central in Lamberton, one of my favorite schools to visit. When the Falcons volleyball team hosted a suicide awareness night, the volleyball officials donated their checks for the game back to the cause to help raise money for suicide awareness. So that's that's awesome. Uh, here's a band note at Morris. The girls tennis team hosted Yellow Medicine East. It was parents night as well as senior night. And it was extra special because the band from Morris was there to provide great music and atmosphere. Well done. And last week, we talked about Mabel Canton volleyball coach Lonnie Morkin reaching 800 career wins. Uh, since then, another coach down in that part of the state reached a big milestone. Congrats to Caledonia volleyball coach Scott Kepke. He got his 600th career win. Way to go, Scott. 
Good stuff. Hey, in one of our favorite segments, let's highlight our most valuable teammates or your yeah. most valuable teammates. <laughs> we're going to have two of them this time, Jim. Um, we're, we're playing catch up here. This is the popular weekly award from the high school league. Uh, we have two student athletes to honor this week. Alex Lucas of Sauk Rapids Rice. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's the senior member of the swimming and diving team, but he does much more. He's president of the student council. He's the yearbook president. So, And he's the manager for the girls swimming and dive team. So in that role, he scouts opponents, handles pool maintenance, and he's learning how to handle high-tech timing systems. He's a state qualifier in swimming and is invaluable in many ways at his school. Also, we want to honor Emma Kurowski. She's a junior from Swanville who's played volleyball and basketball. After dealing with concussion issues, Emma decided not to play volleyball this season, but she's still a big part of the program. In these cases, some kids say, well, I'll just be a team manager. I'll stay with my teammates. But she took a different route. She, she became a coach of the junior high team, giving back in a truly admirable way. She's able to help with the junior high games and then be there for the varsity competitions with her teammates. Congrats to Emma and Alex. That's great stuff. And, you know, getting back to my Denver trip, when I was talking about using social media to support the arts, I had a couple examples of, of performing arts kids who were named most valuable teammates last year. And, and that really struck a chord with, with these performing arts professionals. They thought that was outstanding. You know, they're, they're used to seeing most valuable players in sports as we all are, but to see that the Minnesota state high school league honors performing arts kids as, as most valuable teammates, that was, that was pretty cool to see their reaction to that. No doubt. Uh, congratulations on all that. Hey, by the way, if you know or you run a business or you know somebody who runs a business who would like to advertise on this show and reach a, a statewide audience, you can always reach our sales executive, Karen Cleary, K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate our current sponsors and everyone who listens. Uh, John, great week for you, man. Great stories, uh, great travel. I'm glad you had, it was all such a success for you. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, it was quite a week. Uh, a lot of travel time, a lot of gone time, and now we're back at it and, and start all over again. Yes. Uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. We'll be back next week with more good stuff.